0: Previously on Just Gow in the City. You want the needle, David? I'll give you the needle. And now we can sue this asshole. I must get out of the house. I can't come out Saturday night. It's taco now. She doesn't have time to learn how to send an email. Jaya, yeah, I want you to become a good driver. I called my friend Alina after. I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? Forgot it's daylight. It feels like it's four in the morning. We're invited to a big hot tub party. Are you out of your goddamn mind? It's the day before St. Patrick's Day. A-cha, just got in the city, everybody's here looking good and pretty Been down, isn't it a pity, trying to make things looking bright and chippy All around people seem crazy, walking around trying not to be lazy But at night it's a different place, making it work in your own space Come on, come on and dance all night, I'm here each week, it'll be alright Cause it's just out in the city, cause it's just out in the city Cause it's just out in the city! Hello everybody and welcome to the March 29th edition of Just Cow in the City. It's so nice to be with you today, taping on a Saturday in Manhattan. I was going to say Midtown Manhattan, I was going to say Lower Manhattan, but I don't know what it is. I Sometimes I'm lower, sometimes I'm Midtown. What's the difference? Recording on a... Not a, 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 a horrible... I guess a little misty... Saturday afternoon. I could have recorded on Friday, but uh, I don't know how everything got all focacca. When I say focacca, I mean really nothing happened. there's no reason I couldn't record yesterday. But I do like recording on Saturdays. Putting it together for you so you can enjoy a new fresh episode of Just Gow in the City with me, Dave Just Gow. Well, it's been a, a heck of a week for everyone, I'm sure. And I, I don't know what that means, but I just hope everybody is doing Okay, I guess let's just, again, pick up where we left off last week. I don't remember whether I taped on Friday or Saturday last week. Right, I told you about my mother falling, and then as soon as I left you, and she's fine, she's fine. As soon as I left you, I was talking to this lady from the uh, you know, facility she lives in, and it was really funny, and she's really nice, and she's trying to get all this stuff done. And then as I found out, as the day went through, It turned out this lady had all the wrong information. It was hilarious. And when I finally talked to the lady who was figuring it out, she goes, oh, that girl's going to be in big trouble. And I'm like, oh, well, well, don't put her in too big trouble. She seemed genuinely concerned. She just has no idea. And then it turns out that the facility itself has to put all these new rules and regulations into place because of what happened. To my mother, which I, I, I don't I don't understand. People fall there all the time. I, I don't really know what the issue is, but it's extra hilarious. And then I, I picked her up at the hospital on Sunday and where I went and I hung out with her at the hospital on Sunday. She looks awful. I will show you the pictures uh, on the bonus show because, you know, not to be believed. I mean, I've been sharing them with everybody. It's really funny. Uh, maybe I... Did I show you last week? No, no, I couldn't have because I didn't see her on Sunday. Um, it, it it looks horrible. I mean, it just looks bad. So everybody's in shock, but she feels fine and she's not in any pain. But, you know, she really looks like the end of the first Rocky movie. Cut my eye. Cut my eye. Because uh, her eyes were so completely shut that she had bandages on. And uh, my sister told me she was like, well, can you take these bandages off? And she's like, they are off. Uh-oh. Yeah, her eyes were completely, like, shut down or whatever. And now the blood that is all over the top of her face is going down to the bottom. Like, that's the way it works or something. It, like, goes through your... but I don't know where it exits <laughs> your duty. <laughs> I don't know. All that blood or whatever goes all the way down like, to your toes and then just leaves? I don't know. It's very strange, but it's happening exactly the way the doctor said it would and we just hung out at the hospital for a couple of hours very exciting but it was so fucking annoying getting there you know i don't usually leave on sundays to go visit and now that it's nice you know it was so fucking annoying there was a goddamn you know i hate this there was a goddamn half marathon going on in the city uh, on last sunday a half marathon a half marathon what the fuck all they do is got marathons and parades And of course, it affects me taking my car out of the garage. I can't make a right-hand turn on 57th Street. And then I can't go out the Lincoln Tunnel. It's not making me make a left-hand turn. So I can't go out the Lincoln Tunnel. I gotta go all the way back to my house, back to the east side, down the FDR Drive, where if I was coming north, it would be closed and there would be tons of traffic because the people were running on the FDR Drive. And I had to go all the way around to the Holland Tunnel. It was such a pain in the fucking ass. I'm so sick of it. I just don't understand why they got to do these things in Manhattan. There's so many other places to do it. Who's running? Who's trying to be healthy when you live in New York City? Move to Wyoming. You and your half marathons. What the hell? And those full marathons are stupid too. Who needs to run 26 and a half miles or whatever it is? That's too much. Like a three mile or a 5K is the perfect one where you can say, I'm healthy. I think it's unhealthy to run 26 miles. I, I, that doesn't seem right. It's stupid. And anybody that runs a New York City marathon is an asshole. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, jerk-offs? Any of you people coming to this town running for the marathon, you're an asshole. Because you're ruining my day. Cut me, Mick. Oh, no, I think he broke my nose again. She, her nose didn't break, so it's very much like the Rocky musical. But my nose ain't broken yet. That was the actual Broadway Rocky musical. As we've been talking about the Billy Joel musical on Billy Joel A to Z, now I'm talking about the Rocky musical, which was horrible, <laughs> but the opening song, but my nose ain't broken yet. I got
1: ten sore knuckles and a ring in here. I got a bruise over here and here and over here. I got a swelled up eye and a real flat beer But hey, my nose ain't broken. My landlord's yelling that the rent is late. Well, I got 41 bucks. I owe him. I got a crooked employer and the job I hate, but hey, my nose ain't broken, yeah, my nose ain't broken, it still looks nice, don't need no stitches.
0: Oh, man, was I angry about that. But we hung out at the hospital and then um, then some, you know, aid came in or something and he was, you know, really gay and he was like, just like right out of the movies, like, oh my God, you know what you have to do? You have to believe in Jesus Christ. And that's the way. And I'm just looking at my mom, like, don't say anything. Just let him go. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> you know, my mother has a personal relationship with Jesus. She hates him. So it was just extra funny, but she kept her mouth shut. Meanwhile, like I said, I think my nephew, you know, spent three hours with her there on Friday or Saturday and she didn't even know I was like, wasn't that nice of Billy to stay with you? She's like, What Billy was here? And I'm like, You really are the worst grandmother ever. Now I know she was probably goofed up on stuff, but uh I'm positive somebody told her Billy was there and like she you know, he even said she was talking to her and everything. It's just like she's the worst grandmother. <laughs> It's just really you trying to do something nice for her, and there's just no like no no thank you no nothing. It is kind of funny, but like I said, she's fine. I I wrote her back to the uh, the, the the place which I was nervous about because she she gets carsick anyway. Even if she you know isn't in some sort of coma or something, she you know she's always had a problem with carsickness I think I I know I told you many years ago. I, I'm on the podcast. I'm talking about. We used to go to drive-in movies when we were kids. kid. Now, uh, for you young kids, a drive-in movie, you could go, you could sit in your car, and you could watch a picture from the car. You know, you could go to a snack bar, and a lot of the kids would go on a Friday or Saturday. You'd stuff a couple of people into the trunk. But yeah, we'd go to a drive-in movie when we were kids. It's funny, now that I'm thinking about, why did they have drive-in movies? What do you think the purpose? Well, I guess just I guess just to make out, right? <laughs> So we'd always go with my my father would take me around my birthday. That was my birthday gift. We'd go to you know the Disney double feature. And my mother, just the first time we bought her, she just couldn't. She's just sitting in the car and she threw up watching the movie. She can't be in a car. I mean, she's had motion sickness in a car since we were little. So at least she's consistent in that part of her life. <laughs> she just has trouble. She always gets nauseous driving in a car. That's why she always has to be in the front seat. She can never be in the back. But it is funny for to not be moving, and she can't even watch Pinocchio without throwing up. It's, it's kind of like we pulled the clockwork orange on her and just made her sit in the car watching Pinocchio. And now she can, now she can never watch Pinocchio without getting nauseous. <laughs> just, this is really funny, actually. I should put on Pinocchio and see what happens.
1: Pinocchio!
0: So then we just stopped bringing her. So then it was just me, my sister, and my dad. Well, that wasn't fun either, really. But it was fun to be at the drive-in, I guess. I guess. And then I remember once, actually... You know, my sister and I was trying to come up with good memories of my dad. My dad did do one thing. He took me and my friend Mike Radovanic to see a drive-in double feature... in the 70s, which was Jaws... and... wait for it... The movie, Buck Rogers in the 21st 25th century. Buck Rogers, the movie which became the TV show later. Double feature, Jaws and Buck Rogers, and he took me and my friend, which was odd for him because he didn't do any of that kind of stuff as a dad. So that was pretty cool. And we definitely had a good time. And both those movies were awesome. Obviously, Jaws was amazing, and uh, but quite frankly, the Buck Rogers movie with Princess Ardala was was hot. I mean, you know, it's getting getting tight watching it with my dad, but, uh, you yeah, know, because she's so sexy. But, uh... <laughs> Well, that, that wasn't a horrid memory of my dad, I guess, so that, uh, that's something I should probably think about that when people say, do you have one good memory and my sister and I can't come up with anything? Like nothing bad happened that day. I wasn't like excited to be there with him, but I was grateful that he took me and my friend, which is what most fathers do, but he just never uh, did that, especially, you know, taking a Croatian friend. I mean, that's that was something new in the 70s. Nobody ever heard of that. Well, he was Yugoslavian back then. And then, uh, you know, later on, he became Croatian. That was the big thing. You got to remember that because they hate when you call him Yugoslavian. They hate it. And you can't believe places change while we were growing up. Uh, the nations change. It's It would be like, a, you know, I'm an American, but then somewhere along the line, somebody changes to, well, now I'm a Texan. Anyway, um, so Sarah Silverman was in, in, is in town because she's doing her, you know, Broadway musical that's coming out in May. So she came to town Saturday and, you know, I was upset about it because, you know, I couldn't do my regular Saturday routine because, oh, no, I had to have dinner with Sarah Silverman. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. But we always have a good time. So I knew I had to go down there and I I took the Revel. She's staying at the hotel, the Standard Hotel, which is a great hotel. I mean, she's not there now. That's why I could tell you. Uh, (laughs) She was staying there, which is odd. She usually stays at a different one. But this is that hotel that when they built it, you know, the windows are right in your face. Like you can look you take a bath in the open window where everybody can see you in a shower. So people when it first opened were having sex by the windows and everybody was talking about it. So it's that hotel, if you remember. Starts the High Line. And I went down there and I took the scooter down there and I got there. And she had this, you know, and remember what happened last time I was with her. We went to that restaurant And I took one hit of her pot, one hit of her pot. And she had indica, which I don't like because indica, you know, I like the sativa, the head high, not the body high. Uh, But I took one hit of her pot last time. and remember I was out for like three hours. I couldn't concentrate. Same thing happened again. One hit, started coughing. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to be so messed up. And wow, I was so high. I was like, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to handle this. I might have to leave. I can't lie down. I don't know what to do. You know, I know she doesn't like when I pace and I like to pace all the time, but I tried to situate myself, but I just needed to relax. And then I actually had a beer. She had, you know, I went to the mini fridge. I'm like, do you mind if I just have a beer? And they had this really good beer, like that, you know, that good amber one that I like. I think I took a picture of that too, just for myself to remind myself what kind of beer it was. It might have just been the hotel beer. I don't know, but it was delicious. And then I was able to calm down. Like having something normal, like being drunk seemed to be the right way it is and i remember i told you i'm like well you're the one that told me a beer might be a good idea when did i tell you that 35 years ago (laughs) the day i believe we did acid not the infamous day or maybe it was that's you know in her book and everything and in that netflix show i remember being all fucked up like i said i'm the worst person to do drugs with because i'm too paranoid. And uh, she's like, you know, I'm like, should I could, should I have a beer? She's like, yeah, you should have a beer. Why not have a beer? And and she doesn't drink, so she doesn't say. But I mean, I guess a beer makes me feel comfortable. It's a normal. I like beer. It makes me feel number and it definitely chilled me, so I could you know, hang out with her and be a normal person and have the laughs that we're supposed to have when we're high, which completely came. You know, we giggle, like either brother and sister or high school friends. So much so, I was crying laughing at one point. So, so she, we, we cry laughing sometimes. I was crying laughing. I fell onto the floor crying laughing because I think I was showing her a picture of my mother. No, I couldn't have because I hadn't taken that picture yet. So I was showing her. Oh, I know what I was showing her. I was showing a picture of Billy that my sister sent me because he was in his uh, cast makeup for Blue Bloods. And I was showing her the picture. Uh, uh, which is kind of funny because he looks like the way my mother actually does, but he was just wearing makeup. And I was showing—I gave her my phone. I was showing on the picture, and she sli- <laughs> she slides the picture over just to look at some other pictures, and she just starts laughing hysterically. And the next picture, you know, it's like you don't—you <laughs> would think it's like, oh no, what is these like dick pics or you know titty pics from some girl? No, on Dave Juskow's phone, the next photo. Is a, a picture of Alan Alda from Mash, <laughs> and she just started dying laughing. And when she's joking, she's like, "What is this?" And I just started laughing dark. I'm like, "I don't, I don't think there's any other person on the planet that the next the swiping of the next photo is going to be a picture of Alan Alda that I sent to my sister." I'm like, "Hey," <laughs> and it was him just this, this episode we remember where he's giving tonic where he's going like with his um something over the hair it's hard to explain but um i mean there was just nothing funny and the two of us like we talk about alan all the how much we like him all the time so it was just so funny that you know with other guys you'd be expecting something disgusting or whatever but no if anybody ever checks my phone for being me too you're gonna find g-rated material (laughs) oh my god i don't think i had laughed that hard in a very long time and I might have laughed that hard even not being high. Who else has a picture of Alan Alda on their phone when you're swiping through?
1: I love New York. I was born in that building right there behind the the guy, uh, the statue there, the guy in the pedestal. I love New York. It's like a, it's like thousands of uh, straight lines just looking for a punchline, line, you know? And what makes New York such a funny place is that there's so much tension and pain and misery and craziness here. And they got that's the first part of comedy, but see, you got to get some distance from it. You know what I mean? That the pain, the thing to remember about comedy is if it's if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. So you got to get back from the pain. You see what I mean? But the, the uh, like they said, they asked me up in uh, uh, at Harvard. A bunch of kids asked me, Why, what's comedy?" So I said, and then this this is part of what I'm trying to say about getting back from. It. They, I, I said comedy is tragedy plus time. Tragedy plus time. See when the night Lincoln was shot. You couldn't joke about it. You couldn't make a joke about that. He just couldn't do it. Now time has gone by and now it's fair game. See what I mean? It's tragedy plus time. Okay, we're out. That's it. So fast. I well, shut up 10 rolls on your first question.
0: Maybe Alex Sulkin from Family Guy. He might have those kind of pictures too. Like, because remember I told you he, uh, in his wallet he had a picture when I first met him before cell phones he had a picture of Christopher Reeve uh, as Clark Kent because that meant so much to him. So it's kind of the same thing. Also, and it's just so funny, I was like, oh my God, I got so much stuff. I got so much stuff, but I don't know. To... Oh, so let me just uh, finish the, the sour thing. We, you know, we ate this grand, we just ordered in because it was just easier because that area is weird and everything closes early, late. So we ordered from this place, Little Frank's, which we love eating live in, but it's all the way on the other side of town on the east side, like first and first. 1st and 5th or something, uh, so we loved that place, and they delivered, so it was fantastic. So we ate this really great Italian meal and just had a really good time, and then I left, and I was still high, and it was just before midnight, so I could have taken the scooter, but I just I couldn't get on one. I was just, I'm like, I don't think I'm ready yet. I got to walk a little bit. So I walked all the way to 23rd and 1st, which is a really long distance. Again, I'll show you on the map how far it is to walk at that time. But I'm like, I got to walk because I just need to walk off this highness. And then at 23rd and 1st, I caught one of the city bikes and went the rest of the way. And I was like, fine. And it was like, great. It was the perfect, you know, the electric city bike. So there's no real, because, you know, it's First Avenue right up. It's up two big hills. Like two big hills. Like I told you, I, I cannot live in a place ever that, that's just flat. That's why I want to move to Long Branch. It's completely flat there. You can ride your bike in just a regular bike. You don't need an electric bike. You can you know, ride a bike like they show in the movies, like a person just enjoying themselves on a bike. You're not huffing and puffing. I mean, huffing and puffing, of course, is fine if you're out to get exercise. I just want to get home from a night of partying. So I was very happy when I was home. I had a wonderful night. I was glad I went out. You know, it's the same typical thing, the usual. And then remember when I told you when we left last week that I really wanted to go see that Catherine McPhee, uh what's his name, Foster, uh, Stephen, not Stephen Foster. Wait, I, I, I can't think of his name. And uh, the guy from Chicago, David Foster. Did I get that right? I can't remember. But I wanted to see them. They were going to be this Cafe Carlisle thing. So I looked it up. And it is a complete secret. Like, you got to know the date because they don't have it listed. And it's completely sold out already. But the tickets were $275. Remember I said it's probably the price of a Broadway show? It's double the price of a Broadway show, or at least a price and a half of a Broadway show. And it was all sold out. Now, I put myself on the waiting list. I don't know why. It, just in case I find somebody that's like, no, I'll buy the tickets. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. But yeah, that's uh, to bring a date, that's over $500 uh, for to you know and then you probably got to buy drinks and stuff but I really wanted to see it it's too bad and like I said it's too bad it's sold out anyway I, I don't know why I want to go so bad I really don't know why why is that one striking my fancy meanwhile I should if we're going to spend that kind of money why not just go see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden so that's very odd thinking Just Now in the City will return after these messages Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening to Just Cow in the City. Don't forget tomorrow night, March 30, at the Fat Music Pussycat Meet and Marina Franklin. And on Billy Joel this week, we've got Piano Man today. Piano Man and then Pressure coming up on Thursday. And, of course, April 14th, the big show at the Gotham Comedy Club. Thank you for being a Patreon subscriber, if you are. And if you're not, you should join. It's super fun. And now back to the show. Right, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, yesterday, I don't know why I couldn't. I was you know, like, why don't I just record the podcast? I don't know. I was just, I wasn't upset or anything. I was just having a day and just doing stuff and talking on the phone and trying to, you know, get a job or whatever, trying to work stuff out. Fridays are, that's what I do now on Fridays. I, I'm like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know. So like pace around, think about stuff. <laughs> that's no help. But I was thinking about, you know, and I said I was hopefully working for this AARP magazine, and maybe that leads to something, you know, any kind of writing job is is good. And I was thinking to myself, you know, the guy who's working there now, I used to work with it, Maxim Magazine. So let's just say that it was on March 25th of 2022, I realized, oh, my God, we're really old. Because the staff of Maxim Magazine, which was the hottest, coolest magazine of the 90s. It's like working for Playboy Magazine in the 60s if you're working for Maxim. And the articles and stories I did for Maxim, hanging out with the Maxim people and partying. I mean, it was the coolest thing you could do. It was the coolest thing to say you did when you were working for the magazine. I mean, it was just, it was cool to say, I'm doing all right. I remember my articles were like, hey, you got to go to Washington, D.C. and find Washington, D.C.'s hottest au pairs. Give me the list of the 10 hottest au pairs. Or uh, you need to go to Tijuana and check out that thing they call the donkey show. Or, hey, do me a favor and uh, go to a rave club and take X and comment on your experience there. I mean, it was the end-all party magazine, and now we all work for this uh, old person. man. Hey, can you give me an article on arthritis and how that's affecting you? <laughs> and I was, like, laughing, so Attell and I were talking. <laughs> David Tell and I, I was telling him this last night. He was getting on a plane to New Orleans. And we were, it was like 3 in the morning. I was telling him the story. And we were laughing. And he goes, yeah. He's like, hey, can I talk to the editor, please? And he, uh, he goes, no, he's taking a nap right now. But uh, So don't bother him right <laughs> now. And then he goes, well, I guess next year, the next job, you'll be working for a Stars and Stripes magazine. Is that right? <laughs> uh, well, you're going to be working for Soldier of Fortune magazine next? Is uh yeah, all the uh oh it's so sad. It's funny as hell. But it is sad when you're, you know, you work for a, you know, Playboy magazine equivalent and then all of a sudden you're writing for Highlights magazine. It's it's a it's sad. But it's sad and funny and I really couldn't care less. But uh it is the juxtaposition you might say. Is very funny and there's nothing funnier than when it tells said Stars and Stripes magazine that is hilarious. Meanwhile, you also told me that this Soldier Fortune magazine, which apparently still exists, is all written by women now, which is quite fascinating. I suppose, or is it? I don't know. But I'll write for anything that anybody has for me, uh, even though I really realize I'm a horrible writer. Now, obviously, I can write the way I talk, and that's it. But my you know, vocabulary, my commas, all that kind of stuff is really bad. I always have to have somebody edit. And my friend Evan is such a good writer. Like he wrote up this thing, you know, for the April 14th show with the new comedian special. He just wrote up the perfect thing and I sent it to the owner of the Gotham Comedy Club and he goes, oh, this is so well written. I'm like, oh, thank you. I just took the credit. I don't know what I'm going to do like when I actually have to send something without my friend Evan like, you know, intervening. He's so... He's so eloquent at writing, he should be doing all this stuff, but he doesn't care, thank God. I mean, if he cared and he wanted the job, then he'd get one, but he doesn't do that kind of stuff. He does producing stuff, which is great. And he's such a great guy. Thank God he's in my life, let's just say that. By the way, Marina called me just before I went on today, and um, she told me, you know, because we're not recording her show today, we're not recording Billy Joel. Like, I don't know, that's why I'm all confused. I, you know, usually do this in the morning. I'm like, I guess there's no reason. And then as the day goes on, you're like, Oh, I guess I'll record the podcast. I mean, it's like, you know, then it becomes, I like when everything is scheduled. Do you know me? I can't believe we don't have anything else to do, even though it's like, you know, a a day that it's a little bit more relaxing and chill. But she called me and told me that the website for the Comedy Cellar had her show listed as March 29th and not the 30th, which it is the 30th, but they got it wrong. And she called me up very distressed, even all the way from Chicago at the airport. She found out that is annoying. And so... Who knows? She goes, well, my fans buy tickets at the last minute. And I'm like, all right, you tell yourself that. I'd be livid. I'd be so upset if my friends bought tickets. But of course, one of my friends would have said, hey, I thought you said it was on the 30th. This says it's the 29th. I'm like, no, it is on the 30th. So then I guess we would have figured it out. Anyway, that's that story. But when I got home on Sunday night uh, from my mom's, Right, I remember I was so upset because all I wanted to do was go to the comic book store. I don't know why. You know, I go through these phases, right, where I want to go to the comic book store. I I feel like it's nice in the comic book store, like I just want to look at stuff, and then I want to bring like one home and read it when I feel like reading something. And I go through phases. Then I'll go for a year where I don't want to read comics, and then I'll pick it up again. It's the same thing with instant lottery tickets. I'll go through a phase where I have to get them every week, and i love going to jersey get them and now i'm in this phase where i want to have nothing to do with them i couldn't care less i'm not interested in them i go through phases i don't know why i guess everybody does but uh right now i just i was looking for the one thing i was looking forward to on sunday I was like well, it'll be fun to stop at the comic store it, you know it closed by the time i got home you know we had to wait at the hospital so then it closed on the way home so i i couldn't sleep on sunday night i got home i went to bed at 10:30 i was exhausted i went to bed at 10:30 I went to bed at 10:30, and I had to meet on Sunday night, and I had to meet uh, this the girl Elise, who's doing the new comic show with me at 9 a.m. at a diner called the Green Kitchen, which I wanted to do, but I woke up, of course, at 2:30 in the morning because I'd gone to bed at 10:30, and then I didn't go to bed until seven o'clock in the morning, you know, because I just was up, and I'm like, because I was thinking about too much stuff too much stuff just you know once you wake up and you know i mean i got it i know everybody's got a lot in their mind but i'm just panicking so there's no way i could i real you know there's one point where you just realize it's not going to work i might as well just get up and watch tv or something it's not like i have anything to do i don't have to go to work i just have to meet this girl at nine o'clock and start drinking coffee that's not that bad a deal so i'm not worried worried but i don't like being sleepy because then i get nothing done but I woke up and I was just, you know, watching just a, a bunch of crap on TV and I remember I was watching The Wrestler, the movie The Wrestler. And I was like, do I really want to watch this? Because this is depressing and I feel like it's my life somehow. I I, I feel like, you know, I uh, achieved this uh, level of fame and now I'm just a major loser and I'm not living in a trailer park, but I was looking at the trailer park that he's living in in this movie, you know, the one with Mickey Rourke I'm talking about. And I'm like... Maybe that's not a bad idea because the whole thing takes place in Jersey and he kind of lives by the shore. And I'm like, well, it looks like a nice place to live, this trailer park. and uh, You know, I don't know how he makes any money. And, well, then he starts working at that supermarket with Todd Barry and stuff. And I'm like, why am I watching this? It's just like so depressing. And then he comes out of the hospital because he had a heart attack. And it's the same hospital my mother was in, in way. I'm looking at the end. I'm like, well, I just took my mom out of that place. And I'm like, God damn, there's so many comparisons here. This is awful. Why am I watching this? Why am I putting myself through this? Even though I, I do, you know, I don't hate the movie. I kind of enjoy it, but it's, this is not what I should be watching at this time. And then I forgot. I'm in the movie. Like, I, I'm watching the scene, and my voice comes over the, the strip club scene. And I'm like, well, this is, this is the strangest thing. I was getting depressed about the movie, but then I'm in the movie. I forgot. I was like, boy, that voice sounds. Of course, that voice sounds like me. I did this movie. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's good. That should cheer you up. But then I was thinking, it what is exactly like the movie where you know you get yeah, you're in this movie, but then you're down and you're like, I don't know. It was so weird because it's so confusing and how to feel. I'm like, oh yeah, right. I'm in this movie. Hey, 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 look at this guy. Oh. I don't know. It was so strange. So then I felt like a little better <laughs> because I'm like, well. At least I did that. That's cool. You know, it's cool to wake up and 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 turn on cable and be involved in something that's that they're showing. I guess. I mean, it's really cool. Even though I'm not in the credits, so annoying. I am on the IMDb though. Oh, that Darren Aronofsky! If I get a hold of him, boy, is he gonna get it? But anyway, uh, I went to bed around 7, you know, set my alarm for like an hour. I'm like, well, if I can just get an hour of sleep, that'll be good. And I started leaving at around 8.30, I guess, because, yeah, 8.30 to walk to the Upper East Side uh, to where we were going, like 77th and 1st. And I got to tell you, I, I, I'm never up that early, but it sucked. There were too many people out. I mean, I guess everything's back or maybe just that Upper East Side area is always bustling. It sucked. There were too many people out at eight thirty in the morning on a Monday. I was getting upset. I'm like, "What? Who, 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 where the fuck are these people? Like, why?" It was like it was like being on Madison Avenue at at noon during regular times. It was awful. I was like, and and people were rude and they were like bumping into me and stuff. It was maybe I was going the wrong way. I, I don't know. It was really upsetting. And I'm like, this sucks. And it was freezing. And I, I don't think I wore the proper jacket because I didn't think it was going to be cold. They said it was going to be sixty. And it was freezing and windy and cold. And we went up to this place called the Green Kitchen, which I was really excited to go about because it was nice and clean, a little bit cheaper than the place I go. And, of course, I hated that Gracie Muse place. Remember last time? I walk in. It's, it's closed because of the health inspector. And then Elise sent me the article. I said, hey, it's closed, the, the health inspector. She's like, ew. And I'm like, that is so surprising. This place was the cleanest diner I've seen. Remember the last diner I went to, they had a sugar packet inside the coffee. I mean, it was just – it. It was so dirty and gross and this place was nice and clean and it got closed down for health reasons. I mean, if you look it up online, the green kitchen, it got closed down because there was massive infestation. That's so fucked up. And that place has been open forever. So that's not good. And then we had to go back to that stupid place that I hate with that stupid hostess who she's such a moron. Remember last time I went there and I said, oh, I'm meeting a friend. And I said, I think that's her. Uh, do you know if she's here by herself? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she's got she's here with the person. I'm like, oh, you saying the person's in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know, and she got everything wrong and sat me somewhere else. She's a fucking moron. I go in this time, and I hate her already just because she's an idiot. And and I'm going, hey, I'm just I'm meeting somebody, but I'm gonna go to the bathroom. The girl Elise comes in, she's like, Just cow, I'm right over here in this booth. And I go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna use the or, or maybe she used the bathroom and I didn't. And then the hostess. Witnesses the whole thing. Jessica, I'm right over here in this booth. And then she goes, so table for one, would you like a booth? And I'm like, the fuck is the matter with you? You didn't just hear that? You didn't just hear that girl say I'm right over here? What the hell is the matter with you? I still, I can't figure out whether she doesn't speak any. If she doesn't speak any English, maybe I can understand. But she witnessed where this girl was coming up and pointing to the booth. I know she's just a hostess. I get it. It's just that's That's two. That's two. <laughs> It just pissed me off. It shouldn't piss me off, but it did.
1: I am not going to listen to any more of this. I mean, I've had just about
0: enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sitting right here, so I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you when I get back. And I'm like, okay, so the table for one, you fucking, I don't know why that shouldn't bother me. It shouldn't bother me. It should, that kind of stuff should not bother me, but I was already annoyed that I couldn't go to the green kitchen. I was totally looking forward to the green kitchen. You know me. I'm thinking of the menu in my head. What the menu? This is a diner menu. I'm thinking where I'm gonna sit. I got it all in my head, and then the plans change. Oi, that's a no good. Look at this. They make a point of saying on the menu no egg white omelets. Look at
1: that. So what? Have a yolk. It won't kill you. Oh uh, uh, hi, healthy. Can I get an egg white omelet? Did you read the menu?
0: All right. Just give me a western
1: how about a big salad a big salad you see just tell her what you want they'll make it for you it's a salad only bigger with lots of stuff in it i can bring you two small salads could you put it in a big bowl we don't have big bowls all right just give me a cup of decaf we have sanka
0: So Tuesday, of course, uh, we had the show. I had breakfast with Nick at another diner, which was so exciting. Two diners in two days, man. I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, if I could go to the diner every day of my life, I'd be very happy with that. I mean, this was my dream. I don't dream big like everybody else. My dream since I was in my 20s was, well, my dream would be that I don't have to set an alarm and I go to the diner around 11 o'clock. Maybe ten if I want to get stuff done, but probably eleven every day. Eat, have some coffee, and then you know watch TV or do whatever. But that's that's how the day starts. Every day, every other day, going to the diner. There's nothing better. The only problem with the diners now is just too pricey. You just can't get eggs and coffee for five bucks. It costs fifty dollars now, so that kind of ruins all my plans for my, the rest of my life when, when somebody asks for so little, for real. And you guys have listened to this podcast for a time, long time. I don't think I've asked to do anything spectacular. I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> no, I just want to have enough money and, 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 and comfortable in the sense where I can go to a diner every day and, and, and that's, that's the bulk of my day. <laughs> but I'm right. I'm I'm almost there. I'm almost there. The next stop is Twenty Third Street. Well, meanwhile, on Wednesday, I had a a meeting with the guy from the the Chris from the Gotham Comedy Club, and we were going to meet at um, four fifty. Now, I bought my nephew some. Uh, I got him a gift because he was so kind to my mother, and he comes into the city on Wednesdays for his acting class. I said, "Well, I'll meet you. I'll, I'll give you the gift." So he goes, "Well." I'll come in at uh, 5.50, 5.40, 5.43, that's what it was, at Penn Station, and I got to, you know, my acting classes are like 6.15, so it's usually I got to, you know, haul ass up there, so I'll come in 10 minutes earlier than I usually do, and i like, great. And the Gotham Comedy Club's on 23rd and 7th, and Penn Station's on 34th and 7th, so perfect. So I got this meeting, and then I'll leave the meeting, and I'll run up there, so that's exactly what I did, but while I, before I got there, since I was there early, I took the Revel scooter again, because you can actually park the Revel scooter on Seventh and Twenty Second. Remember, in Midtown, it's sketchy. But I, for some reason, I was delayed again because I'm an eighty-eight. Even though I'm hanging around all day, so I zoomed over there. I thought that'd be better than the bike. And also, it's kind of fun to go as quickly as possible because it costs less money the less time you're on the bike. So trying to get somewhere really quickly is exciting because it's like a like a test and a and, and a game. And you're trying to get it in under like eleven dollars, and I did it. It was really, it was really cool. So you know, you just want to park the bike and get it done, and then you, you know, you stop paying for it. And of course, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to rain, I think. So I actually bought an umbrella. So as you know, I never bring umbrella. I don't like umbrellas. Of course, it never rained. Uh, of course, it didn't. So, uh, I so I was waiting outside, and my friend. There's a bar called Jake's Saloon right on Twenty Third, right by Gotham, and my friend lives in that building. Like my friend uh, jordan who i you know i've taken to the wings place before we you have that great picture of us drinking that beer with the whipped cream on top or whatever it was at that japanese place so she lives and you know she's always ready to have a drink and come down so i said well i i can't now i gotta meet i gotta meet my cousin i just wanted to tell you i was here in case you wanted to just come down and say hello for a second because i'm early she goes well no i actually need a drink so i'm like well i I gotta come back for that so anyway I go to the Gotham meeting, and it's fun. It's fun to be in a comedy club when it's dark, you know, and you're, like, exciting about what's going to happen there, and it's going to be good. But that show's going to be fun when we do it April 14th. So we were just talking about that kind of stuff, and then I left and went up to, rushed up to see my nephew because maybe I left around 540. I gave myself three minutes to get up there, and I really huffed and puffed, and maybe I was there at 546. Really huff, really... Going, not running but walking very quickly and it was very difficult because seventh avenue is full of people but that's expected not like the upper east side thing and then he said oh the train's delayed you know we're stuck in the tunnel i'm like oh, of course it is because i rushed up here but that's all right so i met him and we and then i walked him up to i think his acting class is on like 37th and 7th you know again it was pretty easy and then i talked to the girl and she goes well i'm actually having um, a little dinner and a drink so you know at, at jake's so why don't you come down so i went back down and rushed to get there you know on because she's been waiting there for a long time to 23rd and 7th and went in and i saw the owner who i knew for years guy okay, jimmy dave you gotta stop liking the jets the new york jets are just gonna heartbreak for you so he owned that place in a couple other places and now i think it's just that place but i hadn't seen him in a long time and it was really great to see him And uh, we had a really nice time, and I just, you know, they got the black and tans, you don't want to do anything, they're like, can I have a black and tan? They're like, absolutely, no problems, Dave, no problems at all, I can't wait to make you a black and tan. And I'm like, thank you, and they are great. That is my beer. So we're sitting there, we're having a good time, we're talking to my friend Jordan and Jimmy, and then Jimmy's like, Dave, do you want something to eat? Do you want something to eat? He goes, first he goes, the drink, he goes, that's on me. He goes, Dave, you want something to eat? I'm like, nah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to get something later. He's like, no, 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 no. Goes, what do you want? And I'm like, you know, I'm like panicked because I'm like, I, I want to look at the menu. I want to take my time looking at the menu. He's like, no, what do you want? And then Jordan just goes, hey, you should try the fish tacos. They're really good. I'm like, fine. I'll, well, I, first I said, I looked at the menu for a second. I saw loaded tater tots. I'm like, well, I definitely want tater tots. And then I didn't think he heard me. And, and then Jordan goes, you know, they have fish tacos here. Why don't you have that? And I panicked and I said, okay, I'll have fish tacos. I don't want fish tacos. I remember having fish tacos at tommy bahamas and they weren't very good so i'm like okay i'll have fish tacos he goes fish taco okay i'll get it for and i'm like uh, what are you gonna do right so i'm gonna i'm gonna eat fish tacos whatever i I didn't want it i wanted something else but i don't know what and i couldn't make up my mind fast enough that he was like on his way to the kitchen so i guess he put it in for me and and they and they came out and they they were not good you know they weren't bad there's just no flavor I was like, can I get the malt vinegar? I'll put that up. Maybe that's better because they, they weren't good. I don't I don't know how to describe it. If they had that HP sauce, that would have been better, but they don't have that. So I, I just didn't like that there, but the um, the menu is is good there. You know, it's really good. I think, uh, Gabriel, I think you were talking like you saw the Jake Saloon menu. It was really good. I, I just got the wrong thing, but, but it was filling. There were three of them, and they were stuffed with fish, I guess, or whatever. It just it was missing something. I thought the malt vinegar would help, but it didn't. But the tater tots were there, but they weren't loaded. He didn't give me a chance, but it was all right. I mean, the tater tots were really good, but again, you know, I wanted the loaded tater tots. Who doesn't want the loaded tater tots? And when they offer tater tots, it's like the greatest thing because nobody used to order tater tots, and now they're back on the menu. They're back. And they're not just for kids anymore. Tots. Can I have your tots? I drank and ate, and then my friend had to go, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go too. And we asked for the check. And he gave me the check and I opened it up and it said, the, the meal's on Jimmy. That's what it said on the check, the meal's on Jimmy. And I was like, oh, come on. Now you've got, now you've done it. Now you've gone too far. Jimmy was already gone, but the bartender knew he wrote it down. And uh, George's meal was on him too. We both opened up our check and couldn't even believe it. So I just, you know, left the guy like 20 bucks. But I, but I put the check on my refrigerator and I feel it's like in the movie Juno, where she writes that note and you don't know what it is to Jennifer Garner. And at the end, she has it, you know, on her wall where it just says, I, I'm Vanessa, I'm in if you're in. That's the way I'm picturing it in my head. They have this thing like the meals on Jimmy. And it couldn't have come, obviously, at a better time. There's always a way to get a free meal in the city if you've been living here long enough, I guess. Oh, thank God. That was fantastic. Of course we always thank Lindsay for last week, which was amazing. I didn't I don't look at it like I mean, I'd prefer if the bar picked up the tab, I don't want her to pay for it, but it was a very nice gesture, of course, as we talked about. But yeah, this was great when the when the owner picks it up, it's even better. So that was great I I really wasn't sure where the money was gonna come from. I obviously would have figured it out somehow, but uh but that was oh God, that may be so. What's better than opening up the check and you're like, uh, oh, hopefully it won't be too bad because I know he picked up the meal. But then everything is comp and just the, the note, putting it on the note, the way they did it, not just saying, hey, it's on Jimmy, just the note, the drum the dramatic opening of the note. It was very exciting. I didn't even need my glasses. That would have been hilarious. Wait a minute, what does it say? What the fuck is this? It's on Jimmy. Who the hell is Jimmy? I think I said that though, because that's hilarious. Well, Jimmy's the owner. He wanted it to i like, I know who Jimmy is, you f- okay. <laughs> Oh, that was fantastic. Fish tacos. I'm still angry about it. When I got home, remember that story I told you about that thing that's being investigated now with that Sarah Lawrence prostitution ring, the college Sarah Lawrence? I was telling you about that guy because it's so weird. About two weeks ago, I was telling you about this. The guy that you know, moved into his sister's daughter's dormitory, and then he somehow got all these kids to come back with him in his one-bedroom apartment in the city and started working this prostitution ring. And now it's going down this big rabbit hole of drama and action. And th- my friend Sophia wrote me a text about it. I'm like, w- w- "What? How are you involved with this?" You know, she sent me all these pictures, and I'm like, "Oh my God, were you one of the prostitutes?" No, she just sent me. What happened was apparently by accident. I don't know. It's it's, it's online, but by accident, one of the organizations or one of the the Wall Street Journal. Somebody accidentally printed all the names of the Johns, of the men that had sex with these girls. Accidentally, it was leaked somehow. And there's like 200 names. And she sent me all the names. And I'm like, I don't know why she's sending me this. I guess she was just faster because then she was looking up some of the names and some of them work for the SEC because, you know, we were doing the stocks together. So she's like, oh, look at these fucking assholes. And it was fun and it's good. You know, it's um, uh, it, it is good I mean, there that, that, that they did. But it's uh, but even the girl who's testifying against the guy that beat her up and made her go into prostitution didn't want to out. These guys that had sex with her because she said she liked a lot of them, like, grew attractions for them or whatever. And then this came out anyway. But I don't know. I don't think we have to feel bad about anything like that Uh, because, you know, you should be going to a more professional prostitution ring. Not, you know, not one of these scam ones. (laughs) Go to Vegas, you know, where it's all totally where they don't beat up anybody there. (laughs) But it was I thought for sure she was involved somehow. Or that girl that died. Remember what I said she was an escort? That's what I thought was happening. But this story is getting juicier by the minute. I mean, as sad as it is, it's uh, extremely juicy. I remember what I said. I'm like, how do these people get fooled? You know, again, how do you get fooled? How's not the red flag when your dad moves into your dorm room at your college? What, you're following this guy? But again, I said... I could see people doing that with me. I'm like, yeah, you know, my friend is Sarah Silverman. You come to the city, I'll introduce you. I mean, you could see how you fall for it, but I would still say if I was in college, nah, nah, I don't. that, 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 that don't seem right. I mean, that sounds nice to meet all those people. Maybe I could just meet her one day when you guys go to dinner, but I'm not going to stay with you. So I don't know how I have any feelings for these people that are obviously slow, right? Or is really is this just me and does somebody have like well Dave you know these people I'm like I don't know again when your father moves into the dorm (laughs) if you have kids just make sure hey listen if anybody's dad moves into the dorm do not think that's cool even as cool as they seem to be that's something that's weird it's so weird I don't know how Sarah Lawrence let that even happen I mean, I wonder if you know everybody's saying I'm going to be able to move into my mother's facility because she has an extra bedroom that I'm going to end up there. Rather, I don't know whether I'm even allowed to. I mean, I know I was able to at the house because you know it was an over fifty five community, because they could obviously move in a few years ago. But you know, for this, I I, I don't know. And what well, I mean, I kind of do want to live there. It really is like Kramer when he lived moved down to Florida. It's you know the meals get delivered. You know, there's there's a coffee that, so. So I, I went there on Thursday. Oh, my God. Thursday. I left. so. Oh, my God. I had so much. Thursday was such a nightmare. It, I mean, it wasn't a nightmare, but it was. I, I left. I, I was on no sleep again. I don't know. I was. Oh, because Wednesday I drank and ate. So, right. I wasn't sleeping very well. So I was on no sleep. I had to wake up early because there was just too much to do. I had my cleaning lady come maybe for the last time. I, I She was like, do you need me tomorrow? I'm like, well, I need you. But uh, I don't know whether I can afford you anymore. And it's so sad because I'm really trying to keep her until I get. Back again, you know. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do it this one last time, and then maybe not next week. So I knew she was coming, so I had to clean up, and I wanted to leave early because I had to drop something off at Aunt Judy's, and then go see my mom, and then go to Staten Island. Like I had all these plans. I also wanted to go to the supermarket to pick up, you know, the uh, cookies and coffee and soap. I this is when you know things are bad financially. I'm like, I was, there, I I've been out of soap for a while. Like I've been using. um dishwasher detergent because I love washing my hands, I've always been a proponent of washing my hands, so I've been, you know, using, like, the leftover soap or whatever, and then I'm like, I need soap, but I'm, you know, I'm, like, afraid to buy it, Cause like, that's how out of money I am, so I'm like, well, I gotta get soap, I gotta get soap, please, you know, I could somehow found money for a beer, I think I could find money for soap, so that was my big plan, you know, waking up early, meanwhile, I get to the garage, of course, the car doesn't start, so that's a whole another thing, but I go down and I go to Ed Judy's and see her for a little bit and help her with her stuff. and then i uh, then I go to the supermarket where it was by my you know like a stop and shop, you know, it was a big supermarket where they they usually have these cookies that I like that I like to have for dessert after dinner. I like to have like three cookies, this L fudge cookies, they're very good. and of course they're out of them. I, I was like, this is the only store that has them and of course they're out. and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I realized I bought the wrong coffee for the Tuesday show. Usually on Tuesdays, I have this particular French vanilla cappuccino coffee, and it was the same box, but it wasn't the cappuccino kind. And when I put it together on Tuesday for the Tuesday show, I'm like, this isn't right. I was really upset, so I was looking for the box again. They're out of that. But they did have soap, so I was able to buy soap. <laughs> oh, what did I, Oh, and I bought salsa. because all the places here don't have the right salsa they don't have the Tostitos salsa salsa and once in a while for lunch I like to have some chips and salsa right because that's a you know I have like uh, five chips that seems to be working for my lunch it seems to be enough to eat uh, maybe even before a show because you know I don't like to fill up before I eat I like to closet eat later after seven o'clock everybody knows that so I was pretty upset about that but um what, but, I, you know, I, I lived, I lived. And then I went to my mom's and it was like early. You know, Well, no, did I just get there at noon? I guess I got there at my regular time because I had all this stuff I had to do. And then my other friend came by, I lived by the shore because I had um, a present for her. And she came by, which was really funny because I was at my mom's and then my friend calls like I'm downstairs. And I'm like, oh, I'll be right back. But it takes like a half hour to get to the door. You know, you got to go through this whole facility to get where you got to go. But that was fun. And I like when people come to visit. Uh, cause it gives me time where I'm still get the credit for spending time with my mom, but I'm spending time with somebody else. But then I go back and I'm like, look, I've been here for three hours. So, uh, then I went back upstairs and what I wanted was some more coffee and they have a coffee machine there, but I've been afraid to use it because these old people are sitting by and they ask a lot of questions and I started to panic cause I didn't know how the machine worked. So when I got there, the guy was cleaning the fucking machine. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. I was going to find him. I'm like, I'll have the coffee when I get the guys cleaning the machine. I'm like, yeah, that's such bad luck. So I go up to my other thing, I go back and I'm like, maybe they're fixing the machine. So when I come back, I'm going to the machine. There's no cops. And I'm like, what's going on? So then I go to this lady who works, they have a little, a little store, like a little bodega like store where you can pick up stuff. It's open until like four o'clock. And I go to the lady, I'm like, You have any coffee? And she goes, Because that coffee machine is she's like, what do you mean? She first of all, she was an asshole. I say, Do you have any coffee here? And she's staring at me like I'm like I'm the biggest dick. Ever. And I'm like and she's like, made coffee? I'm like, Yeah, do you have any coffee? Because I had that coffee machine over there. I was going to use it for the first time today, but there's no cups. She goes, Well, I'm sorry, I didn't put out the cups yet. The machine has just been cleaned. I'm like, Well, I, I didn't know you were responsible for cleaning. She was so angry. It was really fucked up. She goes, You can get coffee over there. I'll get the cups, okay? I'm like, Alright, I'll I'll meet you at the coffee place. She was so angry, and you can see she's walking so slow. What a Bitch, I was so angry, but I'm like, I got to make up with her because, well, I have to, you know. She might take it out of my mom. I don't think she knows who my mom is or anything because I'm wearing a mask. But uh, so then, you know, I, she came with the coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I never tried this. Yeah, I'm excited about it, whatever. And uh, and then and then we we were okay. She go, I remember you. I met you the first day. Uh, your mom came in here, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, right. And then she was, you know, kind of explaining why this didn't happen, why the machine, and so so everything was fine. It was just She was such a bitch at the beginning. Like, I just asked the worst thing. Yeah, you got coffee? I like coffee, right? I like coffee. I like tea. It's more refined. Yeah, I like coffee.
1: I like coffee, you know. I drink coffee. Yeah.
0: So this machine was awesome. You know, it makes cappuccino, or it makes lattes, or it makes coffee. It adds the milk, because I was like, where's the milk? But it adds, the machine adds it for you. So I had a cappuccino. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. And you wait there, and it, and it does it, and I put some sugar. It was, it was delicious. It was fantastic. I thanked her. I went on my way. Spent some time with Rhoda looking at her disgusting face. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> and she's got the huge stitches, Like I, not, not the staples like I had in my butt when I had my accident, which, again, is coming up for the 20-year anniversary. Well, maybe we'll have a death day party on October 5, 2023. Dave Dreskow, 20 years dead. I know. And then so then I was like, I got to go. I got to be in Staten Island by two thirty. I got to be in Staten Island by two thirty. That's what I've been told by my friend. He you know, he runs this big pool in Staten Island and I help him every year. But we haven't for two years because of the thing. So he he, he collect. I don't know how to put it because I don't want to get anybody in trouble or anything. But we we collect uh, the stuff at the at these bars. Right. I I just won't mention the bars. And we collect. We wait for people to come in. They drop off their sheets and money. Who cares? Everybody knows it happens. Uh, and, you know, this is what I – and I type stuff into the computer. And that's my job uh, once a year the Thursday before um, the tournament starts. And you know, i gotta be, I got to be 2.30. The games don't start till 7. I'm like, gee, that's pretty early. But whatever, right? So I know it's going to take like an hour to get there. So I leave my mom's. And then I really want to stop at the comic book store. I don't know because I missed it last time, and I'm like, I really want to stop there, so I did, and I was glad I stopped there, but I wasn't even late. It turned out it was okay because uh, I don't know. I guess I timed it perfectly. I ended up right at this place, another bar that is a dump, you know where I usually do those Monday night pool stat night's like right up the street. It's a, it's another dump. It's disgusting in there, and I'm just waiting. And he goes, okay, I'll, so I got to park the car, and the the parking meters are all busted. And I don't know what I'm going to say. Leave your car here, and I'll drive you down to the other bar where you're going to stay the rest of the day and wait for people to come in. And I'm like, oh, by myself? Yeah, you're just going to hang out there. So he drove me to this place. It's a German place run by the bartender Giuseppe. He's like, no, Giuseppe's okay. And I'm like, Giuseppe?
1: Penario.
0: He's okay. He's okay with me just sitting there. So... I sat there and oh, I got the photos for you. It 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 is hilarious. I mean, I look like one of the accountants in a a a bookie's accountant in one of the movies. I'm actually he gave me his briefcase to carry, and I'm sitting at this table making collections where people are coming in. They're like, "Yeah, I'm here to drop this off. Yeah, right here. It'll be a hundred bucks." And I put it in my and they're like, yeah, I got seven sheets, all right you know, and was like, now how do we find I'm like, here's the information, good luck to you and I, I got like a pen, and my I'm wearing my glasses it, it it was so right out of Goodfellas right out of Goodfellas, and I was there the whole day at this bar I even tried to record some of the horrible conversations these people were having, I mean this is middle of the afternoon, and everybody's like talking about nonsense Gio Sab, he was very nice and finally, I, I didn't even get anything. I didn't want to drink. I wanted to pace myself. So I had a salad. And a Caesar salad because I knew we were going to go out for dinner after. So I had a Caesar salad and I had a Coke. But I'm just sitting there and, you know, just talk, maybe talking to the waitress once in a while. But mostly, like, inputting stuff in my phone because I didn't bring my laptop because I didn't know I was supposed to. So I was just inputting all this stuff. And I was there for five hours. Over five hours. And he's like, oh, I'll come back soon. I'm like, well, just take your time at this point. Because then I finally had a beer and I relaxed because the games had started, so it was over. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do all this later. But yeah, it was, it's, I don't I, I can't describe it, but you can see it in the pictures. Again, first of all, let me just, I just want to say it again. Thank you for being a Patreon subscriber. Thank you. And of course, if you're on the $10 level, you get to see the bonus photos. And I, I usually don't want to mention it again, but I have to because uh, these photos are, legendary seriously you will love it, it there's no way you're not going to love the photo i took of me at this bar <laughs> i'm telling you it, it paints the picture i think the only thing that doesn't make any sense is the salad in front of me <laughs> you know but other than that it's pretty good anyway then we went out to this place o'neill's and that menu which I also took a picture of was sick it was amazing and there's another dump meanwhile at that German place I could smell the septic tank Every when I went to the bathroom it was gross then it just started to seep in I mean all these places are so gross and this was the nice one the German one was the nicer one then we went to this place O'Neill's which was not gross but they're all Staten Island bars you know they're full of weirdos but the menu was amazing. It was huge and delicious. And they had everything I could ever want. That German menu is technically awful. I think that's why I didn't get it. You know, it's all food that really hates Jews, I think. I don't know. It's, everything's, I don't know. You have to look it up. What's well, of course, I don't know the name of the place. So I don't know. Maybe I'll try and get the menu for you. But it's all nachwurst, liverwurst. They're worst. They're hot dog first. Yes. So anyway, this place O'Neill's was amazing, right? I oh, was we looking at the special? No, no, no. I was just looking at the regular menu, and I just wanted to eat everything. This was a very interesting choice I had to make. Steve had the fish and chips, and they he said they were delicious, but they came out awful. The presentation was awful. He was right. They're like Guinness-battered fish and chips, but they came out really bad. He was, you know, because he used to run a restaurant. He was like, boy, this is a bad presentation. I got... I decided after a long time, and I have trouble ordering this as a Hebrew, but I figured on a day like this, no Jews are doing anything like this. You know, this is not a Jew. The whole day wasn't very Jewy. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. I ordered a stuffed pork chop. It was fantastic. It was delicious with mashed potatoes and vegetables. It was so good. Oh my God. So Steve said, you know, at my restaurant, we were known for our stuffed pork chops and we had big ones, you know, two of them. And this one was good. I could have eaten another one probably, but it was good. It was big. It was really good. I was extremely happy with it. And then we uh, left. He brought me to my car, which I guess he found a space, so we didn't have to, you know, use the parking meters or whatever. Because you know, I just gave him my keys. <laughs> it was really weird. And then you know, we go, I'm leaving that other bar. We go to the other bar. Watch the end of the game. And then I'm going to my car, and it's like scary. <laughs> it's in front of like a. Groceries. Staten Island is terrifying, and I don't know. You just, I didn't feel very comfortable going outside get my car. Meanwhile, it's just in New York City. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I mean, I do feel comfortable with Staten Island, but it's still a little. It's not normal out there. And then I drove home, and remember, now it was. Well, you didn't know, but it was supposed to rain all day. Again, I bought my umbrella. It was supposed to rain all day. It drizzled a little bit. It wasn't horrible. It was supposed to be bad. That's what they were saying. And then they said, by 11 o'clock, it was really going to be bad again. And, you know, I was trying to make it home before then. So I think I got home around 10. And just as I pulled into the garage, which, of course, you know, I still have a walking distance to go. It started pouring rain. Of course it did. Now, this time I did have my umbrella. But of course, as soon as I parked that car, I've been in my car all day where the rain wouldn't have made a difference. But as soon as I parked that car, it started pouring rain. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That is bad luck. So I walked home in the rain. It wasn't, I mean, it, and of course, yeah, I don't know. I went to Fifth Avenue and then it stopped a little. And, and then once I got home, it started pouring again for a long time. Or at least that's what it sounded like outside my window. So I'm like, good. Because there's nothing better than finally making it home in the rain, taking off your wet clothes, and hearing it rain outside as long as you're inside. Then it's kind of awful. But when I came and I said to my doorman, I'm like, you know, it's, you know, I told him the story that it started pouring rain as soon as I parked my car. And then he's like, oh, that happened to me the other day, you know, when I was leaving here. I was like, no, it's probably not going to rain because it didn't rain all day and he didn't have his umbrella. And then as soon as I got out of the subway, it started to rain. I'm like, oh, good. That made me happy that it happens to other people too. I got to relax. Remember, I always think this is personal. Uh, with God pulling a fast one on me all the time and stuff, but um, it does happen to everybody else. I mean, I I know I learned that during COVID, that God hates everybody. Maybe there isn't a God, because how do you explain just blasting civilians and babies in the Ukraine, let alone the Holocaust in general? So, I guess we're all on our own, and you just gotta make it happen. So the fact that I have hope that things are gonna work out, maybe I shouldn't have hope anymore, uh, There's not going to be any divine intervention. It's either going to happen on my own or somebody might help, but I don't think it'll have anything to do with a divine intervention. I think, uh, I don't know. Maybe I got to give up. Or I know it helps some people, but not me so much. Oh, that's an odd way to... And uh, what a joyous podcast this has been. One other thing, though. While I was driving, the mayor of New York City had a press conference at City Field for some reason. He kept calling it Shea Stadium, which was kind of funny. And he was talking about how they're going to let the unvaccinated players, I think, play, like Kyrie Irving, who you might know, plays for the Brooklyn Nets, has not been able to play in New York. He can play on the road. He can't play in New York because he's unvaccinated. And now there's a huge thing because all the unvaccinated workers that got fired, especially the ones that work at City Field, they all got fired. Because they were unvaccinated, which, of course, I really didn't have any problem with. However, they're letting, you know, somebody like Kyrie, they're letting the sports players play, but the other people aren't getting rehired. And there is a major double standard with that, which I do not like. So if you're a celebrity, or an athlete, being unvaccinated, you can go back to your normal existence. But if you are a nobody, you got fired because you got unvaccinated. And that's that. Now you have to look for a new job, which you'll be able to get because nobody cares if you're vaccinated now or not. But I don't know how I feel about that. I obviously I want everybody to be vaccinated. I don't know what the issue was with not being vaccinated. Like I said, when we were kids, we used to get vaccinations all the time, and that's what stomped out polio and abundant smallpox and all that stuff. So I don't understand how people aren't just remembering because there just hasn't been something you had to stamp out for a long time. But, you know, you can also make a case for athletes in a way, in the sense of they are very particular of what they put in their bodies. So perhaps there is something to that. And you do have to respect this Kyrie Irving, I guess. I mean, he really stuck to his guns. But it's not fair to have the double standard, which it clearly is. I mean, either those people should get their jobs back or... And the mayor's like, no, I'm not giving anybody their... I fired their jobs back. So i guess that's the way it is i guess you just want the regular people to be vaccinated and uh, your athletes and celebrities can do whatever they want what do you want me to tell you what do you want me to tell you it ain't fair the whole system isn't fair the key is and i've said this to memo a hundred times we have to become famous it's the only way out i say that in memo the only way we can get out of this is to become famous perfect and the only reason I want to become famous, because I really don't want to be famous, I think I told you, the kind of fame I've always wanted to be, was Eddie Money famous. I know a couple of his songs. He's okay. That's about it. But it, it, but it helps in a lot of other aspects. Now, obviously, uh, clearly I can get a free meal at a bar uh, once in a blue moon with just my minor celebrity status. <laughs> but when you're famous, you get free everything. I mean, Sarah's in this hotel room. She gets a free bottle of wine. She gets champagne. They're like, oh, hey, we're so happy to have you here. And, you know, so when you're a big celebrity, all your meals are paid for, which, of course, is the ultimate joke because you can afford to pay for all the meals. So it is just awful. It, it, everything is backwards. But that's why it would be important to become uh, famous just so uh, you don't have to do anything and people are just okay with it for some reason as long as you don't uh, touch a girl. In public, I guess, or something. I don't know anymore. Everything's confused. This Jane Campion or whatever her name is, you know, I don't. the Oscars will be out once this comes out. But I hope she doesn't win. It is completely unacceptable for her not to be completely canceled after saying she's had it tougher than the Black Williams sisters, the tennis players. It, it, anybody else, would, I would have been canceled. I would have been canceled. Why isn't she? Because she's a woman? Double standard again. They're going to give her this Oscar after she said something like that, that she's had it tougher than a couple of black girls? <laughs> you suck. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to win? I don't know. The, the, the results will be out by the time this comes out on Tuesday, March 29th. Exciting stuff. The Oscars. Fuck the Oscars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> might have also heard that taylor hawkins died today he was the drummer for the foo fighters he was only 50 it's a shocker it's a shocker it's not a shocker i mean he's the real thing he's a rock and roller you're supposed to die at 50 as a rock and roller i mean that's i'm so, you know the fact that most of the rolling stones are alive doesn't make any sense i'm like they ain't cool you got to die at 50 if you're the real thing. Well, this guy was the real thing. He did do a lot of drugs and alcohol. I'm not sure what he died of yet. We don't know. But he did have a family and a wife and kids, so that sucks. I don't think he died of drugs. I think he was doing that years ago. But I don't know for sure yet. Meanwhile, this guy, the reason why he was taking drugs and alcohol early on was because, remember, he had to replace Dave Grohl as the drummer. Dave Grohl is the drummer from Nirvana. And then he had to hire another drummer so he could front his own band, which is the Foo Fighters. So he had a lot of pressure on him. He's like, "Geez, I hope I do." It's like it's like uh, what we were always saying about what was it performing? If you're oh, if you're in the band with the with Paul McCartney or something, right? And you're like, it's just too much pressure. <laughs> you want to make sure you get it all always right. I mean, it's just too much pressure to be in a band with Paul McCartney. I mean. He, one slip-up and you'd just be terrified, embarrassed. He's just too much of an icon. So that probably happens with a lot of people. But yeah, he, he seemed like an okay guy. He seemed like a fun guy. And I'll tell you, the Foo Fighters are so integral in my life. I am sorry to hear about this because not only was their music great and they're one of my favorite bands, and they certainly were, when they first came out, I mean, th- think about this. Dave Grohl used to be with Nirvana. I bet you people don't even remember that part. You, know, you have to be like, oh, right. That's how much this guy is a genius. He left, the, the way Nirvana ended was, of course, the guy killed himself, Kirk Cobain kills himself. You don't think you're going to recover. That guy who forms his own band, and they're still around 20 years later, maybe more, maybe 30 years by now, still bringing it, still relevant. It's amazing to go from this unbelievable, sick, Game-changing band, and then being able to still stay on top, and your it just showed you, I guess, why that band, Nirvana, was good. Very much like the Beatles, is he obviously had some very talented people. talking about uh, what, what was that guy that we always talk about? Butch Vig is that his name? He was the, I think he was producing that, and then he went to Garbage. So you had all these very talented people together, which of course made up Nirvana. I suppose Dave Grohl goes out on his own. Nobody even remembers he's from Nirvana. But this guy has so much tragedy. I mean, I think Dave Grohl's the problem. Another death and another band? What's the matter with you? That band had so much influence on me early on because I remember I was on this MTV show and that's when they first came out and that first album was so good and we were introducing them on MTV. I think I have footage somewhere. It's so fascinating. And then I would play that first album as my song when I was at this Aspen Comedy Festival. I would play the first album when people came in uh, because i think what is it to have the song with a cow in it i think or something so when i was doing my one-man show dave just got a life in the theater <laughs> i would play the food fighters song the album the whole album i loved it and then when i was doing the odd couple off broadway in 1999 i played their current album when people were getting seated and i remember it uh, Looking for a da, 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 da. I'm looking for a da i am looking for it? It's not learning to fly. That's Tom Petty, so I get confused. But the 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 hit song off maybe the third album, it was playing, I remember. And I remember after the show was over, we hung out and had a little cast party and with you know a bunch of people. And I remember I was kissing this girl who I'd always wanted to fool around with. And that song was playing. So I always there. I'm like, God, I love the Foo Fighters, man. The Foo Fighters have been the soundtrack... Of the best times of my life. And when I hear that song, it's so exciting, but it's also sad because I, you know, that was the only time we fooled around, but it was so great. And I really liked her and she was really pretty. And I remember that song playing in the background. It was so exciting. I'm like, this is great. I love the Foo Fighters. And then they just kept coming up with such great stuff. And every album always had something. And Dave Grohl just seems like the coolest of cool. So, I mean, obviously, if Dave Grohl was dead, it would be over. But you can replace a drummer, as he knows, since he replaced himself. But it's sad because they were a band. And apparently they all liked each other a lot. And that's why they had staying power. Because, as we know, a lot of bands can't put that together. But that's rock and roll. <laughs> That's our show for today I hope you enjoyed spending time with me Because I enjoyed spending time with you Our next show will be in April of 2022 April, we got a lot of shows going on We got Passover and Easter Oh, my mother's birthday, Hitler's birthday It's all combined That's a fun time God, I hate April I hate April so much It has nothing to do with the stuff I was talking about I just hate April I don't know why I cannot wait to get to May. May is always awesome and everybody knows it. There's something about April that just sucks. I don't... Maybe it is because of Passover. Who the hell knows? Anyway, the point is, this has been fun. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow, March 30th, I will be performing with Marina Franklin at the Black Fat Black Pussycat at the Comedy Cellar. And that should be fun. I will... Tell you all about that next week on just Gow in the city as we head all the way around town around what is Manhattan and the rest of New York City and Staten Island too on every episode of just Gow in the city. Good night everybody. <laughs>